0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Kane two, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. What's up, everybody? God bless you, and welcome to another episode of Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. I am your host, John Ryan Kane two, on this beautiful October morning where the first signs of fall weather have finally arrived. Um, it's Friday morning. I'm willing to bet that by Uh, Monday. It's going to be like 90 degrees again. (laughs) So uh, I'm not going to hold my breath too long, but I'm grateful for what I have today. October is the best month ever because um, one, it's my birthday month, my daughter's birthday month and my wife's birthday month, but also because we celebrate pastors and that's what we've been doing Um, this month. That's what we're going to continue to do. Uh, for the duration of October is where we're talking to pastors, we're talking about pastors, and we're appreciating them, we're lifting them up, we're hearing from them, some of their joys, some of their struggles that they go through as a pastor. And we're just uh, having that conversation. Um, And today we continue in that conversation with Emilio uh, Frias. He is the pastor of Nova Church here in uh, the Houston area. We're going to be talking to him um, in just a little bit. Um, I'm really excited about it because I've, I've never met him. Uh, today actually is my first time getting to to, to sit down with him face to face and having this conversation. So I'm really excited to see where it's going to take me. Um, I just wanted to remind you, of course, of the importance of ratings and reviews. We are up to about a total of 35 uh, great reviews on on. Um, on iTunes, and I would encourage you if you are listening to this. Um, it, you know, we we get a good uh, several thousand listeners every month, and uh, if you're enjoying the content, I would just you know I just admonish you to please go and and leave a rating or a review if if you are enjoying it, just because it really does uh, help us um, in in the rankings of of iTunes. I do want to say something. I I received my first. Um, I received my first. Not five star review, and and it was three stars by the way. And uh, I, I got I gotta be I gotta be honest. I I was like, how do I say this? I wasn't I wasn't offended. I wasn't hurt by it. I was just a little like, oh, okay, three stars. I wonder why. And you know. When when someone writes like or, or when they when they rate you you know three stars or two stars or one star or whatever and then they don't like leave a review they don't kind of give you their feedback you're, you're kind of just like wondering oh did I say something is it the way that I speak is it because I say I'm um a lot I, I I've noticed that um, what what is it and so I was just kind of beating myself up and and I realized that man so many times we focus on. The one negative thing, and it's not even, I mean, it's it's three stars, okay? It's not terrible. But so many times we can have a hundred great things in our lives going on or a hundred fans or a hundred, you know, Uh, whatever it may be, 100 positive things, and then we have one not so positive thing, one negative thing, and that's the thing that we choose to focus in on. And so if today you have so many reasons to be grateful, you you have health, you've got your family, you've got a little bit of money in the bank, maybe it's not a lot, but you got some, and um, you've got your salvation, and one terrible thing or one bad thing happens in your day, just, you know get over it, right? I mean, that's the best way that I could say it. It's just focus on what you do have, not so much of, of what you wish you could have more of. Um, so this this little three-star review, hey, it, it it's all good. I mean, it, it's nothing that I, I should be upset about at all. I, I should expect uh, more not five star reviews to come in as as this gets to 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 growing and and more people begin to hear it. I have to expect that. Um, not everything in life is perfect, and I don't know why I'm sharing this. I just thought it you know was a good application um, <laughs> to uh, to apply to your day and your situation. That if nothing is, if you have a few things that aren't going your way, um, it's okay. You know, focus on what you do have, on the positive, and um, everything's going to be A-OK. All right, so I just want to leave you with that. Uh, this episode comes out on October 14th. Maybe you're listening to it uh, on that Monday. It's also my birthday, so I just want to give myself a shout out and say happy birthday to me. I turned 30 years old. 30 is a new 21. That's what I hear. This is, uh, this is supposed to be my prime the peak of my life um but no i I refuse to accept that because the peak of my life is going to continue to go as i get older that's just something that i'm i'm believing i don't know if that's true but um all right talking for five minutes already okay let's let's get into the show probably why i got a three-star rating All right, today's guest is Emilio Frias. He and his wife, Alexandra, uh, serve as lead pastors of Nova Church. They served faithfully at Lakewood Church under the leadership of, well, pastors Joe Osteen and Daniela Montero at the Spanish Youth Young Adults uh, Pastors uh, before stepping out into the calling of launching... Their own Nova Church, so I'm really excited to be talking to him today, uh, Emilio. Thanks, bro, for,
1: oh, man, for thank coming you, out, man. Thank you for having me. It's an exciting uh, moment to get to just sit here and talk a little. Yeah,
0: man. I mean, this is our first time um, getting to know each other. I, you know, I, I didn't know you. you. You come, you come recommended from a, a really good friend of mine, and I, I reached out to you, and you, you were you were like uh, excited about it. So I was like, great, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him in, and you know, talk uh, about this uh you know th- this this month we're doing a special series um on this podcast my first series that that we're doing here um where we're talking about and and two pastors and um you know the struggles that they go with it's not always glamorous it's not always yeah, sure. it's not always fun you know uh as you probably know um and so i wanted to kind of have that you know open discussion with you know with pastors about it so anyone who's listening can um can kind of get that sense of what it means to be a pastor and maybe other pastors are listening i, I know we have uh, several pastor friends that, that listen to the to the show uh, i want them to know that they're you know not alone in in uh, whatever they go through so i'm really excited to have the conversation man and we were talking a little bit before um before actually hitting record and um you, you seem like a really cool, cool person. <laughs> no. We're going to have to do lunch more often. Tacos. Tacos. Yeah, bro. Have you been, um, and, and no one, well, I won't say no one, but if someone's listening who's not from Houston, they're, they're not going to get this. But um, there's this place right here, Ninfas. Have you been to Ninfas? Yeah, of course. That's like an institution here hey. in, in, in Houston, bro. Um, but and, if
1: you're really from Houston uh, in, and you want to have tacos, everybody has had to make a stop at El Taconazo.
0: I've I've not not made that you need to go there (laughs) really where's
1: that best tacos 45 north and I think it's Patton you gotta take a right oh okay and then there's like a fiesta it's a little Uh bus truck okay best ten dollars you'll ever spend really of fajitas Melted cheese on top, your tortillas, your salsa. Mm. It throws it down.
0: I know where I'm going after this, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, bro. Uh, well, well, thanks again, man. Um, you know, just just kind of we, we can get into it now. Um, for those who might not know, you know who you who you are, what your story is. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and and um, you know kind of your background?
1: For sure, man. For sure. Well, hey, it's good to talk to everybody today. And uh, once again, thank you for having me. Uh, well, a little bit about me. You know, I'm a, I'm the oldest of four. Um, okay. I have a, you know two brothers, one sister, and you know we've we're originally from Mexico, San Luis Potosi, Mexico. Okay, uh, the most beautiful town I think in the whole country of Mexico, and uh, we made a move here when I was about nine years old uh, in, in in here to the states, and uh, you know as they say the rest is history. So uh, I've been a little bit about me. I've, I'm, I'm a soccer lover. i think that's that's a must you gotta love soccer (laughs) uh love the mexican national team vamos mexico si se puede we're gonna make it big (laughs) one day um and also you know god's been good and i've been given the opportunity to or i've to to pastor at some amazing places Mm -hmm. and and that's what you know it's what i've done um gotten the opportunity to lead youth and young adults at an amazing church and now we get to lead a church which is the most amazing thing that's awesome i'm a dreamer yeah Um, yeah, i'm a friend i'm a visionary um, i'm a little bit of everything okay. in, in, yeah. in this mix man but it's uh it's just who i am if we want to sum it up because uh, i could talk forever <laughs> but if we could just sum it up that that's that's who i am a boy from mexico with some dreams here to see people know jesus um and make them famous
0: that's awesome man yeah. yeah and that's that's what i mean that's what young pastors uh kind of need to have you know these days and, and and you see a lot of that you know uh vision sure. and uh tenacity you know determination. Um, big goals dreamers you know i i as you're speaking i can relate to a lot of the same qualities that you have um and i I asked you this earlier you you look you you look young like that was the first thing that i noticed when i I was creeping up on your on your facebook (laughs) you know that's what you got to do you know that's like the the screening process these days yeah that's the Uh, new way to do it (laughs) and so i i I, I saw i saw a picture of you i was like man this this
1: guy looks he looks young and um you're you're 32 years old yeah said? Man, 32 okay 32 32 uh, okay that's a i think that's a blessing you know yeah but sometimes it could be a little curse because <laughs> they think you're younger and and more than anything when you um uh, and i know we'll talk a little more about this but uh when we started planning or, or, or talking about this whole church planning process uh, people were getting excited yeah the church mm. is coming uh who's the senior pastor <laughs> and I'm here sharing the vision yes. to them, and I was like, "Oh, that's uh, yeah, that's me." But but yeah, man, 32,
0: 32. That that I, I've noticed, um, I've noticed a lot, like in the culture of of the Hispanics. Yeah, um, I feel like when they think of, and, and I'm not making a generalization. or well, I, I am making a generalization actually, but yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that everyone. Um, but when a lot of people Hispanics uh, think about pastor, I think they think of, of someone yeah. a little bit. A little bit older and when i became um the lead pastor of our church which wasn't a it wasn't uh it didn't come as a surprise everyone knew that you know the plan um i was the english pastor here for three years and then um i was going to become the, the lead pastor um but some people some of the older mm-hmm. people kind of uh, i won't say they i guess they did take issue with it because you know in their mind um i'm the i'm the guy that that was running around this yeah, church, you know, sure. and, and when they were an adult, and so they're probably thinking, "Man, this kid is going to lead me." Um, and so I, I can I can yeah, relate to that. Sure. I can relate to that. Do you get a lot of? Hey, do you get a lot of that? Yeah, man, we
1: we we do now. We did when we were the youth pastors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, it's a it's a crazy thing because uh, they see you grow up. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know here now, you're a, you're the senior pastor here. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. It's an amazing thing. Um. So they see you grow up, and they they start you know they think, oh, he's cool, pastor's kid, or you know, yeah. he's young and everything, yeah. and then changes happen, transitions oh, happen. Yeah. You accept the calling, and now you're there. So then people do start asking, well, what do you know about life mm-hmm. that you could come and teach me something about? And I believe that's something beautiful, the question there, because for me, it still happens, but it's also opened up spaces for there to be more in-depth conversations. Sure. Um, it's always good to have a different perspective on yeah, things. Definitely. And the thing about us, you know, when we're young, we think we could do it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think that's good sometimes with our older generation. You need to be just re-inspired to right. redream, like dream again. Let's start believing in God's promises once again. So that's been a, a, a good thing about it. I always like to look at the good things yeah of the situation yeah um, now there's has been times where they're like you can't teach me about marriage or what mm-hmm. i'm going through but i've been married for 10 years yeah so i think i got a little bit <laughs> under my belt you know we've gone through some things in our marriage and things that have allowed us to or positioned us to be in places to be able to just help anybody in yeah. any season of their life but, yeah but it's fun man it's fun being young and yeah. um it's fun those comments always I laugh at them because I'm like hey <laughs> oh yeah and then you know then they they hear you or they start seeing a little bit of what you're doing or yes. what you've done they're like okay, okay. They now we're all in yeah. yes come on how much what do you need right, <laughs> what, right. what is, can we do you kind of have
0: to prove yourself yeah. a little bit you know um, and of course I didn't have I didn't have that backlash with, the, with our English yeah. congregation because sure. you know I, I was pastoring them already for three years a lot of them are my age some mm-hmm. of them are younger some of them are older but not as not as old you know yeah, for sure um and then you know obviously when i became the, the lead pastor of the whole ministry um some of those yeah. older uh older uh people folks uh, they yeah they they kind of made those comments but it's it, it's it's all good you know it's yeah. part of the challenge and it um it, it kind of pushes you to to uh they kind of they kind of hold you accountable basically yeah. right yeah they if they say um you can't do it or they kind of doubt you it's kind of like uh, especially Let's see f- if you can do it, right, right, yeah, and it kind of challenges you to like, okay, I am going to do it because just because you say you I'm not going to do not, it, yeah. yeah, that's that's it. So yeah, that goes back to us, you know, just being dreamers and visionaries yeah. and and uh, you know being tenacious and all that. Um, so cool, man. It, it's going to help you in the future because you know looking younger. Um, it's going to help you in, in the role of a pastor because you wow. probably get stressed out a lot. And, sure. and, and <laughs> as long as the gray hair comes in later, yeah. you know, the
1: wrinkles well, can hold off a little longer. I'm good. <laughs> I
0: always, I always say, cause I'm, I'm, I'm losing my hair, man. I've got a clean, clean shave, <laughs> not, not a clean shave, but a, a, you know, really low fade. Um, I always say that I'll probably lose all my hair before I get the opportunity to have gray hair. So that's a, yeah. that's that's a kind of looking at the at the glass that's half the full idea. as well. Uh, so I, I want to ask you about um, I guess the calling of, yeah. of of being a pastor. I've I've always believed you know being a pastor is not something that it's not really a career choice. You know sure. um, I don't know I don't know many people who would say you know I, I want to grow up one day to be uh, a a pastor yeah. you know and and really be serious about
1: yeah. no. <laughs> what they're what they're
0: saying um i've often felt like it's it's much more of a calling than yeah. than that and so uh, i want to ask you at what specific uh moment or or season did you feel that call to be
1: yeah. uh, to be a pastor you know it's um uh, I agree with you with what you're saying um it's not a career choice we're like hey i want to be a pastor um because if it was about careers yeah man i'll be doing something else and yeah. making <laughs> money somewhere else or yeah. you know um but i think for me um you know moving here when we moved here from mexico we were catholic we were in the catholic faith Mm. and moving here the i we always you know we're we're grateful and thankful for the insurance lady when my dad was buying a truck and had to get insurance because the thing she did was invite my dad to go to church Mm. and then we came and we we went to this amazing church and 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 from a young age eight nine years old um it's 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 a a certainty and it's a for sure thing that that we were, that I was called to to ministry. Um, You know, at that age, you're looking for answers. My parents were looking for answers and everything. But but anytime somebody ever prayed over my brother or or myself, um, they would always say this, hey, they're going to be used greatly by God. Um, they're going to be used now the spanish word they used to they used to say punta y lanza um, translate that real well a uh, spearhead and i don't know what you want to call lanza it spearhead I mean, for their generation they would yeah. say that hey they're going to be spearhead mm-hmm. for their generation so that was always the prayer hey they're going to be used great and they started speaking things that like mm-hmm. at, even at nine years old i remember they always used to tell me hey write it down yeah so i wrote everything down yeah that they've spoken but but the thing was when i was nine years old ten years old um the idea of being a pastor was like, no, I, I want to be a professional soccer player. Mm-hmm. So I think that's every so, yeah. young Mexican's dream. You yeah. want to, <laughs> you know, make it. And and, and and as I got older, one of the other things when I was at that age was also was, OK, now if I do do this, um, what am I going to say?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because I uh, hear you know, growing up in the, in the in the Spanish world, Spanish culture, my idea now—if you watch these channels, great, God bless you, you're being extremely blessed, and everybody, you know, channel some, channel twenty-two or some of these uh-huh. that had these two-hour-long sermons and yeah. things, I was like, oh, I can't stand up there and do that. Yeah, like I'm gonna run out of things to say. So that was always my my yes, I'll accept, but I can't do this. So mm-hmm. so I knew it from a young age, and and then from a young age, nine years old, um, I started. Helping out at the church, so my first job as a volunteer work or whatever you want to call it, uh, I used to get dressed up as a squirrel. Okay, a uh, squirrel, <laughs> come on. Uh, and I used to lead worship to the little two year olds. Now, now I, I look back, I'm like, man, poor kids. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you want to punish them coming to church for that, but. But that's where it all started. So it started there, and from there, things started evolving to other parts of ministry. I went to from from there, and 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 it all changed one day. It was it was it was at a summer camp where actually I was seventeen years old. So, all, so I say all that. It started from that age, but a lot of things happened throughout. But when I was seventeen years old, um, I, I went to a camp, and and God just kept saying, "Okay, you're going to school." I went to go play college soccer. I had a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Now the dreams. Oh, we're gonna go pro. All this. But I also knew God was calling me to ministry. And it was at that moment where I was like, this could be something that I can do. Yeah. Uh, You know, because now you were exposed to other cultures, other things. So you understood, hey, maybe it doesn't have to be two hours of all this. It could just be 25 good minutes of giving people hope. In the middle of whatever situation there was so we were at summer camp and i had to lead a, a group and in that group we, we read exodus 3 and and in there you know you read the story moses is you know before the burning bush and yeah. he's questioning all these things excuses, and, right. and, and god just says hey it's it, you know what do i tell these people tell them you know it is i that sends you well what am i going to speak to them well i'll give you and I, it was there it was like night and day when I knew this is what I was supposed to do mm. everything else man it was great so when I when I accepted that at that moment like everything just changed and everything made sense mm-hmm. of what had been happening from nine years old yeah. up until that point in my life so I just I just knew that and when I accepted it I, I remember uh, one of my leaders one of my pastors told me he said Emilio um, as you accept this the, you always got to remember this if you have a plan B or a plan C Go with Plan B or C mm-hmm. because Plan A was never your first option. Yeah, wow. and my first option was going into ministry. Yeah, so ever yeah. since that day, I've never had a B or C uh-huh. or D. Like it's always been, Hey God, I'm going to do this. This is what you call me to do. So that's what we've been, you know, yeah. doing. And man, that's awesome. It's it's exciting. Yeah,
0: and so it all started out as a squirrel as a squirrel oh, man yeah.
1: leading worship Can you, <laughs> and, and puppets. Man, I, I remember those days. Man. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, it, it's crazy what God does, uh, and we don't even realize what He's doing, and, yeah. and we get into. Really, I guess we can call them humbling positions, and we're like, God, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, and, and 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 what he's doing is he's preparing your leadership yeah. with uh, servitude, right? Sure. He's he's preparing you to lead by being someone who learns how to serve first, and yeah. and, and that's, you know, any leader that I see. Um, it's not something like they were they were born into. They had to they had to learn how to mm-hmm. serve, and then and then God says, "Okay, hey, um, like now it's time for the next. Now you're the yeah. chief server because yeah. that's that's what a pastor is. You <laughs> know, sure. they're, they're like the first <laughs> server, right? Uh, so that's that, that's awesome." Um, and that I think that is that's very inspiring to a lot of people who might be um, struggling with yeah. um, maybe some of their their leadership, and they're trying to yeah. up up their game a little bit, and they're trying to you know do more. They're trying to uh, maybe maybe start a business, maybe yeah. start a church, whatever it is. Um, and they're learning. They're having to learn, learn first. Those things and, yeah.
1: and here's the other thing: if I could just jump in real quick, yes. it's it's um, you know many people think uh, now that I look back at it, like you said, and looking at it, um, like being a pastor did not start at 17. Yeah. It didn't start when, or being called into ministry, it didn't start where I was named pastor at Lakewood or when I Mm -hmm. took on to go and do Nova. Man, it started at eight years old, nine years old, when I learned how to serve. Yes. And I think that was one. And then the other thing was, and I think this is the biggest thing, and and I think it's something you can attribute to that. God's given us, and and it's this, is you got to use what you have in front of you. Yeah. Now, many of us, we want that next thing. We're like, God, send us what's next. Like, I'm ready. Right. But have you really used, like, I have a water bottle in front of me. Have you ever used this thing to yeah. its full capacity before you can go to the next thing? That's good. So I think that's something that, you know, if there's a pastor listening or anybody, um, it would be good to just examine before we start saying, hey, what's next? But one, are you serving? Mm-hmm. Are you are you paving the way for others? Are you right. are you putting in the work? Yes. But two so also is, are you valuing what you have in front of you? Yeah. You can't get more unless you already value and work hard with what you have out
0: in front of you and that's such a timely message too because especially these days um leaders and pastors its so easy to compare themselves to other people you know with social media you see i mean like everything is just like a glass it's just it's a it's a window yeah and we're looking into other people's lives or ministries and and we're saying man i I wish my church was that big and you know i wish i had their budget i wish i i I had that talent um but like you said what about the stuff that you have right there in front of you it might not be um, as much yeah. to work with as, some, as someone else might have, but it's, but it's, it's what you need. It's what you have.
1: Yeah, and it's what you need, and that's I, what God I, has given to you. I, I shared that with our, with our team recently. Yeah. We got our, our lead team together, and I, I told them, I said, hey, well, that's one of the things I said, hey, um, we want more, but we have just what we need. And mm. if we needed more, God would have sent it already. Right. So we got to use what we have. And the other thing you said, clear is, man, social media. Uh, it's the biggest blessing to our generation it's <laughs> yeah. also the biggest curse yeah uh but let's be honest man you 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 put your best out there how okay. many how many times do you filter that one picture mm. to get it up on social media <laughs> yeah. and then in reality everything looks different uh in the back right. so i just think you know that's one of the things is hey social media is great celebrate what other people are doing but man you got a race to run i have yeah. a race to run and that's the one thing that i think uh, for anybody just coming into seasons or ministry or any of that stuff, it's it's important to know, hey, what's in my hand? Mm-hmm. I mean, David at his moment, he had five stones and a yep. slingshot. What can I use this with to make something better? I wasn't looking at what Saul was doing. I'm not looking at what other people are doing around me. What can I do with what I have? And at the end of the day, I mean, we're all called to do different t- you know, tasks, sure. like a puzzle. Yeah. Um, Very true. There's a piece to a specific place Mm -hmm. and social media will get you to try to be that piece in a place god never called you to go Mm. be fit inside of so yeah
0: that's good man that's really good um talk a a little bit about your church man um you know i want to spend the 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 majority of the conversation kind of talking about you know Pastoring, yeah. but I got to talk about your church, man, for because sure. you know God calls you to plant it. um So you know, yeah. kind of talk about the the calling to do that. And I don't know how long ago it's been since you p- planted the So church. one year, we we'll okay, celebrated one, one year a awesome. week ago. Hey, congrats so, man! We made it. Church
1: planting, nice. you know, one year you made it. You're like surviving. <laughs> You're making it. um Yeah, man. Nova Church, you know, it's it's God's dream for 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 our lives for the city. I, I believe it's what what God ultimately called us to do. Um, you know the the church and I briefly I it, it started when I was 13 years old. See, okay. Many people think, oh, you planted a church." It just started like, no, it didn't. It started when I was 13 years old, and God started depositing different things into my life, into my heart. I look back now, and uh, we were at this at this pastor gathering that I told mm-hmm. you uh, we we hang out at, and one of the guys that was leading worship at, at the place. It's crazy because when I was 13. He was helping a church down on Fifty Nine and Hillcroft at a Hilton, a hotel. He was helping them plant, and I showed up and I would help him with his keyboard, pack up cables, and mm-hmm. do things. Well, now we see each other <laughs> all these years, years later, later, and yeah. he knew what we'd done. And but I was like, "Look, isn't it crazy?" I look back and it all started then because I started doing that. So it's just yeah. piecing it together. So um, Nova, the the, the idea, of the church. You know, we were in the A Leaf West Chase area of Houston, so Southwest, Southwest Houston it is a place where i grew up in when we got here from mexico mm-hmm. um there, there's a joke uh if you've ever driven around, driven around the area um when you get here typically when you start off in a leave you live in bisonette mm-hmm. and belway eight area uh, but as you progress financially or you start to do better <laughs> you make your way down beach nut belair harwin west uh-huh. and you end up on richmond or west timer and yeah. that, that you made it yeah <laughs> once you're <laughs> that's there like the so boardwalk <laughs> Malibu. that's like yeah, yeah. Man, you made it so so that's where God's called us to, to launch a church, you know, as we, as we planted this church, um, I thought I was moving to Mexico city okay. In my transition out of Lakewood. Um, I, I thought, Hey, um, you know, we're, we're, well, first of all, the question was what's next Lord. Yeah. And then these crazy opportunities came our way and, and, um, and, uh, we started praying, observing, took some trips to look at them and, and all these trips made us fall more in love with the idea of what Nova could be. Uh, of what noble was to be in so when i'm moving back i thought okay we're gonna do it in mexico city that's where we thought we were going yeah. and As i'm driving the lord says hey i want you to go back to where it all began and i said where it all began uh i need you to be a little more clear you know yeah. and as he's telling me this i'm driving on belway eight passing be- uh beach bel air so around that area and i said and he says go back to where your faith began and i was like okay okay that makes sense so i gotta come back to eight I was like, cool, Lord, I'm down. You just got to tell my wife this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, She's, yeah. she's got to know. <laughs> that's how it's got to go, man. <laughs> So mentioned it to her. She was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And then I just said, hey, pray about it. Don't let the emotions. Because the thing yeah. about A-Leaf is this. Is, is, um, you get out three ways. You get out um, with a scholarship or an opportunity to go to college. You get out because you go to jail. Or you get out because you, you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just the thing that happens around that it's known for. And, and no one really comes back when you get out. Like, that's a yeah. damn thing to do. Um, So, God called us to to this church and and, uh, to to this place, and He called us to go back home and just do the very thing that our name stands for, NOVA, which means to, you know, see people walk through new things in their lives, see what that God could do, you know, whatever God can do in their lives uh, in whatever season or chapter they're in. So, we launched the church, uh, two services. Awesome. Uh, We have an English service at 10 a.m., 11 service, uh, 1130 uh, is our Spanish service, and we're enjoying this season man it's awesome. it's, a, it's a fun season it's a, yeah. it's a season I would not trade
0: that's awesome that's awesome for, for nothing man and yeah. has it has it been um i mean it, uh, this 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 question is it's like an obvious answer um I just has it been challenging <laughs> oh man
1: it's been so challenging yeah. it it's been challenging because um so I, uh, there's different challenges that come with planting a church yeah it's different challenges that come with pastoring period sure. um the biggest challenge that that we've had to face um is is i would say the financial challenge yeah and i'll tell you why um when 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 we were called to launch nova we we launched big uh, Over 250 people at our launch you know people came out and everything thing was uh, a lot of those people were coming from the church i came out of people from churches and my heart as god gave us the vision for nova was uh, never to build a church on the backs of other churches, that should, that should be every um, that should be every pastor. Man, that there should... is there is 6.2 million people in the Greater mm. Houston area. You tell me I can't grab other people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so when they showed up, it was good. Thing was, God called us to to the to the lost, yes, um, to the broken, to the people that had you know left home. It was time to bring them. <clears> so it was those things. So the struggle or the or the the challenge mm. we've had there is that yes, people have been coming from these walks of life. Mm-hmm. But they don't have the church part of it down Mm, where, you know, the tithing. And we've we've been teaching them. Now, I've been very strategic um, because um, somebody was like, well, you should just tell them right away. This is what they got to do. I'm like, no, they just came home. Yeah. Uh, The time will come. Right. God's called us to do this. He'll provide. Um, I just got to have some faith (laughs) uh, in it. That's been one. And I think the other challenge has been uh, the people that have said, hey, I'll step in. We'll help build and everything. And from the world we come from or the place we came from. To church planning is like night and day. Mm-hmm. So you go from an amazing place, having amazing auditorium, all these things, to planning at a school cafeteria, or yeah. your children's ministry, or the hallways, and you don't <laughs> have all the, you know, I mean, we have, I, I will say this, this is the one thing I do brag about, uh, our sound system, it's not a typical church plan, nice. sound system, we <laughs> went and we said, we're getting what we had over there, but, uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's been, that's been the challenge, just to get people to understand, hey, churches started somewhere like every church in this country started somewhere somehow some yeah. way yeah i'm um, just getting people <clears throat> to understand hey we know where god's called nova to be uh but to get there there's a lot of work we got to do yeah. it ain't just hey i'm showing up uh we're here and so that's been also a challenge and then the other challenge has been this a leaf where our church is at i was gonna say this our church is like on the corner of richmond and dairy ashford at an intermediate school if you go right to west park tollway that's a mile okay all right there's 17 churches Oh. from there yeah. to West Park Tollway. That's just a mile this way. I'm not counting a mile the other way. 17? And 17 churches. I counted them. Wow. So it is a heavily populated area with churches. Yeah. It is also a very unchurched area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, churches are you know there's some churches that are crushing i'm not gonna say oh everybody's dying no no no. there's some churches that are crushing it but there's also some churches that aren't and people have been hurt by the church yeah so because we're in a school we've heard this man people drive by on sundays to see if we're still there mm-hmm. and that just kind of gives them a you know a, a thermometer the temperature of like hey is this really happening or is are they just gonna pop up and then mm. yeah so that's been just a challenge for people to just leave the past hurts from other places and just come and give us a chance and we believe that's going to happen through relationships through really getting plugged into the community yeah so right now i mean we're just focused on just going in and and we just celebrated one year Um, and that one year was really just for us our team my lead team to understand hey this is church planning this is how we do it now we're going into this next year uh that i told them the word for the year and is, hey it's time to build Mm -hmm. so now we gotta work yeah uh a leaf is one of the top five most diverse school districts in the country um it is a place where every language in the modern world is spoken um it is a place where like you have it all it's a place of poverty it's Mm -hmm. a place of um riches so it's a place where we're enjoying it and i mean with its challenges but but we're we're we're, i'm telling you we're having fun i think i I would not trade it for anything in the
0: world you know i never um years ago I, i never understood uh, the value of of church planning in in the states because um, because of that yeah. there's there 's so many churches yeah. you know everywhere you turn there's there 's a church right it 's not hard yeah. to find a church it 's not but as I started to think about it a little bit more, um, I realized that a lot of churches um are not they 're not operating they 're not they 're not reaching the the unchurched they 're yeah. not trying they 've kind of lost sight of of what perhaps the early uh, the, the, the first church, pastor, yeah, yeah. W- the the first pastor of that church, envisioned right yeah. is, hey, we're going to be established in this community to reach this community. Yeah. What happens? And 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 our church has been around for decades, um, and it, it takes a lot of intention to kind of get back to, um, to to prioritize, you know, the the unchurched, yeah. the people of uh, of the community, uh, the friends of of. Uh, the friends of our members who are perhaps unbelievers. Let's, let's bring them to church. Let's let's yeah. let's build. Um, let's not build like you said on the backs of other churches yeah. and pastors and um, and and Christians. But let's let's build. Let's build the church with with unbelievers who then become discipled, and we, and we con- carry con- it, yeah. yeah, we continue doing that process. So now more than ever, I see that value in uh, that that new churches. Uh, bring because they they kind of revitalize you know the community yeah, yeah, that they yeah. that they that they're planted in, um, oh, sure. and so there's a lot of uh, I've talked to some church planners here on, on the podcast before, and I, I notice there's a lot of similarities, but there's also a lot of differences um, as the pastoral approach goes. You know, as as someone who maybe takes over as a pastor mm-hmm. from you know well established church and someone who comes in, you're kind of doing I feel like you're doing double duty. I mean, yeah. you're you're, you're founding something, you're building something um, that wasn't there before, and you're to, having to learn how to be a pastor in that process. And I, I can't imagine how difficult that is. So I, I want to talk a little bit about those challenges. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I know you. Uh, you have a wife. You said you've been married almost ten years yeah, now. Ten years, man. Okay, Coming awesome. Up on Eleven. Awesome, man. Congrats. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that's 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 some work. That's some work for sure. And you also you said you have a you have a four year old daughter and yeah. and a six uh, year old boy. Boy. Yeah. Okay. So you know, my first question is really how how do you how do you balance your 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 work life, your pastoral life, not just pastoring, but also building? Because yeah. I've 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 always i've always liked to build stuff you know i've yeah. always liked to build organizations and For you know sure. businesses stuff. that's just kind of how i i i like to do uh my my life um and so i know that there's a lot of work there um so you're doing you're doing a lot yeah how do you <laughs> how do you balance all that
1: hey man i think it just there's just a little <laughs> uh, god's grace no <laughs> <laughs> no i think you know part of it with the family and everything um I know when when my wife and I got married, we got married young, we were 21, she was 19. Um, She knew the calling. We just didn't know the extent of what it was going to look like. I just said, hey, are you ready? Are you willing? Mm -hmm. We might have it all. We might not have anything. Yeah. But God's going to call us. And she knew that, and she knew she was called. Um, So every stage of the way uh, from being in ministry, she was also on staff uh, previously at Lakewood, uh, where we were at. Um, And she helped me or co-led with me the youth ministry um and, and now in, in this season uh we've we've learned that in order for this to work out one there has to be some boundaries right um you you got to because here's the thing like, you can never turn off the the, the pastor. you cannot ever take off the the pastor hat you're always yes. a pastor yeah. uh, to somebody at any point whether it's a text message you got to make a visit you got to right. go meet up with somebody you got to do something uh, but but we had to work on on knowing when there was gonna be like our time. Okay. So so yeah. I I learned that um, the hard way because I wasn't doing it yeah. uh, you know before. So I had to I had to learn how to differentiate the moments that it was my family time and ministry time. Mm-hmm. But then I also learned as and it, uh, Chris Mendes from Hillsong says it best. You know you gotta learn how to include or or make the family part of the journey with you. And, and you know one of the things that I that we've done with our family it's bring them on the journey as well so that way at no point or place do they feel like they're being sacrificed or something's being you know left to the side Um, so our children men are equally involved with us in in this part Um, uh, my wife oversees the children's ministry at our church right now so my kids show up and they help tear down we're a mobile church we're Mm -hmm. a portable church so Mm -hmm. we gotta set up every Sunday Um, so my kids have a job yeah my daughter my four year old daughter knows that she's gotta take the little stools to the restroom for the other children to be able to wash their hands so they do little small things like that that give them ownership into yeah. <laughs> all this stuff my son um the other day they well about two years old he was helping load in trailer like our our cases into the trailer mm-hmm. we use so it's little things like that that make them be a part of of this with us yeah. and, and helps them you know know that they're not I, I don't want my kids to grow up and be like man my dad always chose church over me yeah I don't want my kid to be ever angry at the church because they thought that church was taking the time away from right. him. Right. I, I want to make sure that, one, he sees what we do and we're in it together. And two, the other day, we, we kind of had a conversation. My six year old son's very smart, he pays attention to everything. So he'll ask questions. And he also thinks every school around the city is Nova Church because we oh, ride around. Okay. And he's like, oh, we're going to Nova. I'm like, no, bro, <laughs> that, that's not Nova. <laughs> Uh, but but he was just asking and we just kind of painted it to him cuz my 4-year-old and right now she's just like oh I'm you know we also realized why she liked doing the the, the little stools to the restrooms uh, cuz we, we we put gum and mints and stuff inside of our restrooms mm-hmm. for people when mm-hmm. they come um, she was taking all of our <laughs> gum. so she was doing <laughs> that for that staying on the inventory man yeah but but my son we kind of sat down and I just we painted the bigger picture of what he was doing because um, to him it was just like oh man I'm putting toys in the cubby and I'm yeah nah, but like you're helping us create a space for people to walk in that's every good. week and yeah. hear the good news and for him it was like oh I get to do that so it even changed for yeah because now before he was like I don't want to do it I'm tired oh let someone out. I'm like no, no no we're gonna do this so mm-hmm. that's that's helped us there to, to keep the family united and everything and, and then there's also some rules man um, after church on a Sunday on a uh, uh, we don't talk about church yeah. We go home. We order uh, Saksby's best yeah. chicken in the play in, in the city. Uh, we go sit down and we watch either soccer or football. That's the things we do. That's yeah. the, That's the thing. We gotta set some uh, yeah. Some of that stuff. That's good. There, so
0: and you, you have to have that. You have to have that. You I I, I have this um rule that that I'm constantly breaking, but but it, I'm, I'm working on it to to not respond to any text messages like after nine nine yeah. o'clock. You know, if 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 they obviously if they can wait. You know, if I read yeah. it and someone's you know dying obviously yeah <laughs> um but yeah so you know creating little rules like that for, yeah. for yourself and I, I i like you know after lunch my wife and i were always talking about we're always talking about church you know yeah. how, how the service went today how yeah. you know how, i'm always looking for for feedback how, how was my message today you know yeah. to engage people stuff like that um but like you know throughout the week if we're at you know if we're at lunch, especially like with with, with friends, uh, I have this really good friend who you know he uh, works uh, here at the at the at the church with us, and um, you know he'll, he'll take me out to lunch every now and then. Yeah. He'll be like, "Hey, uh, let's not talk about church stuff," you know, yeah. because you have to have that you have to have that you know that that balance and and um, you know creating that with your families is really important because, like you said. Yeah, I mean, kids can be very resentful and I've 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 known plenty of pastors no. kids, uh you know, I've grown up with a lot of them but being a PK myself. I know um
1: they I know that add, Yeah, yeah. that, that, that can that in, can be to some In stuff. the church planning process, um there was one day I'll never forget, there was one day that my son got real mad and he started crying and he said, "You're always working." Yeah, you're always working. <clears> but then I also realized we had to spring some changes because of, as a church planner, you don't have an office. Okay. I mean, you're All right. a, I mean I, mm-hmm. there's an office in my house that we've set up, sure. but there's not like an actual place that I will go to and work. Yeah. And uh, during summertime or the planning process and everything, um, they were with me a lot. They were with us a lot. So every day, I mean, we tried to set a schedule, like a work schedule. Hey, from this time to this time, we're going to work. We'll take lunch. We'll do this summertime or any of that stuff. But the kids always saw us in our computers or phones or our electronics at home. Mm-hmm. But to them, it never clicked. Cause before it was like, oh, Bobby's got to go to an office to do the work. Yeah. Now the office is here, but it's our place and our stuff. So that was something we had to get around. So now it's like, okay, I gotta, you know, if I'm at home, I gotta be like very quick when I get out of text message. Like, I, hey, you know, I, I had to <laughs> like I, keep I, the tabs, like yeah. keep the tabs on these. So but but that helped me to understand. All right, I got. I also gotta know what's a priority, what's right. something that needs my immediate attention. Yeah. What's something that can wait? Yeah. Because um, uh, family might not be here forever. Right. Um, I don't want to be that guy that's like, man, I work too hard. I work too much to try to help other people yeah. that I lost my family or something along the yeah.
0: way. And it's good for other people who aren't pastors um, to to, to yeah. take notice of that. And it's it's hard to kind of tell them directly, yeah. you know, hey, um, some, some things can wait. You know, yeah. that text message that you sent me, yeah, that that could wait. Because it, it kind of comes off as a little, a, a little rude. But it, it's, it's good for them to, to, to know that, I mean, and... and Th- they'd be the same way. Yeah. Like if, if a coworker's, you know, texting them, you know, the, um, know to, yeah. yeah, they, they might not, they might set the phone down. So it's just, it, it's good that you, you bring up that point, you know, for, for people who might not, uh, who, who people who are, who listening, who might not be pastors, you know, sometimes your pastor doesn't respond. That's not because he doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care. or He's not planning on, on it, on doing it, but you know, that maybe they're more yeah. pressing matters. Uh, family is very, very moment, important. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. Um, now, I, this we could probably do an, an entire episode on this next question here that I'm about to ask you. Um, what what are the most challenging aspects of of being a pastor? So now, so let me ask you just specifically yeah. about being a pastor. Not so much, um, you know, n- not not so much the, the planting phase, but actual yeah, like in 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 the in the church, you know, dealing with people. Yeah. Um, what's the most or one of the most, or some of the most? <laughs> man, I
1: think one of the biggest, when you said it earlier, uh, well, when we talked about just, everybody's got this idea of what a pastor should, should be like. Okay, yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
1: and then it's, we're human, man. And I'm, I'm human, and you know I, I try to please people. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people try to have this cookie-cutter image of who I should be, what mm-hmm. I should sound like, what I should be saying... And I listen. And of course, there's moments you want to do it. But when everybody has different ideas of what this should be, yeah. that becomes a challenge. Yeah. Because along the way, you can get lost and you might lose who you are just because you're trying too hard to please someone else. Yeah. Um, so that's been a challenge for, for and especially, I'll say for, for someone that's young, a young pastor. I mean, we talked earlier, people think because you're young, you might not have a lot to bring to the table. But, mm-hmm. but I feel I've been through some things in life. Uh, different experiences from my parents my upbringing my marriage uh my my battle with cancer and my survival and everything so all these things that i've faced um that that i get to and and i can bring something to the table so that's been a challenge in the in the pastoring um it it also i think one of the challenges and just pastoring in general would say uh, with me personally it's it's moments where um you try or 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 you 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 we assume or that that the previous uh, victory, you know, it's gonna look a lot like the next victory. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we do things the same way at moments. Yeah. And you gotta understand. Hey, things change, seasons change, times change. Right. Um, you gotta be able to know. Yeah. Change the So as you're you know growing, learning, and doing, it's just learning those things. And yeah, definitely. I think one of the other things, just, uh, just being a pastor, I'm gonna just be honest. Sometimes it's uh, it's just really listening
0: yeah yeah
1: really listen um because we listen to a lot of things on sundays on whenever we meet um and and you hear things but but as as, as a pastor, like i think one of the challenge would just be like hey let's really pay attention yeah. to what's what's being said what's happening um because sometimes what we're, we're more interested out like you said, did, did this go correct today did this happen oh, man, there's someone else waiting back there. Oh, yeah. man, it's just, for me, it's just like, hey, learning how to just sit down and enjoy moments a little better. Mm. Cause yeah. The way I am, the way I'm wired, I'm already like <laughs> running at a thousand, ready for the next thing and the yeah. next thing. And I'm like, no, I got to just sit down and enjoy that. Yeah. Moment right there with them. Yeah,
0: I'm very, very relatable. And I think most pastors would probably relate to all of those that you, you presented. You know, I want to go back to that first point that you made because I think that's one... Um, that that resonated well with yeah. me, um, and I think resonates a lot with a lot of pastors. I'm a part of this uh, this lead pastors. Uh, it's called Lead Pastors Under Forty group on Facebook, and okay. and um, so I, I ever since I've been a part of that group, I've I felt so much less alone. Like yeah. I'm, I'm like, man, there's people that are going through these things sure. um, that I've been through, and and so that first point that you made was you know kind of just just wanting to please. Everybody, yeah. right? And, and trying to fit the mold of everyone. But everyone if you think about it, everyone is different. For sure. Everyone is different. So if you if if a pastor or any leader um kind of presents themselves as like a party to be decorated yeah. by whomever, yeah. um, everyone's gonna be putting on, you know, the the little, you know, decoration as yeah. they as they would like to see it, and then everyone's gonna stand back and they're gonna look at it as a whole and they're gonna be like, Oh wait. I like this little aspect that 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 I had to say in, but I don't like this part yeah, over no. here. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like like in trying to please everyone, we're going to end up not pleasing yeah. ourselves, sure. uh God, and and probably the majority of people. All right? So, I think um as as pastors, we just have to stay true to to who we, yeah, are, who we are, you know, and, and realize that if God called you as a pastor, yeah. that's who he called you, sure. you, know, not not and a buddy like you are. Yeah, exactly. And yeah.
1: I think that's something like for me. Sorry to cut you off. It's okay. something that I've. I think as I get, as I get older, in all my young years, of life, uh, yeah. it's something I've learned to kind of learn and accept. Because here's the thing, um, God knew when I was gonna thrive. He knew when I was gonna suffer. He knew my mountaintops. He knew my lowest of lowest. Yet He still chose me. Yeah. And I think that's the part where sometimes, man, we might battle with it because, like, oh, man, if people just really knew, like. Mm -hmm. what's happening and it's like no he knew it all and he still chose me yeah that's true so i gotta know that yeah i i got this i mean maybe you thought of that i i I, sometimes when things happen i'm like no but wait god already knew that was gonna happen yeah (laughs) so if he already knew that was gonna happen he already know how this is gonna turn out yeah now sometimes we forget during the season we're in of whatever can happen and, and that's just the way i see it i'm like hey if he chose me then i gotta be cool with who i am yeah and if he likes me this way I, I love I love movies like Gladiator and oh, those man. old school movies I, yeah. I used to tell God man like God why couldn't I be born back then Like I think I would have been like a warrior I would have you know chopped some heads off for, for your <laughs> kingdom <laughs> I remind right, him man. that thing and, <laughs> and then, and then he, he one day he finally just told me he said man if I wanted you then I would have brought you then and I would have made you that but I want you here and I need you now and with everything and all the flaws you might think you have, and all the things, like it's when that's I need good. you, and that's someone good. needs you today. Yeah, and I think that's just kind of helped me to understand when I battle with these cookie cutter images that people want me for. I'm like, Look, listen, yes. I- I've learned to navigate conversations, uh, you know, as a pastor, man. When you feel like you're not pleasing somebody, you try to switch it so they don't leave your church or they don't yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. get mad or whatever. And I'm just like, No, 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 we're gonna, this is what we're gonna do. And I gotta keep the vision clear of who God's called me to be. I gotta keep the vision clear of the calling He's placed on my life, and I also gotta keep the vision clear of the place God's called me to lead. Yeah. And if at any moment I compromise any of those things, then that's so good. Am I really winning? Yeah. Or are we really That's, that's so yeah. good,
0: man. Yeah. God, God sees the uh, God sees that that valley yeah. ahead of you, and He still calls you to do yeah. it. Um, so that that should be our confidence. For you know, sure. it's like sometimes I'm telling my daughter to to like jump you yeah. know i'm like hey i'll, I'll catch you i'll yeah. catch you and she's afraid she's like no no i don't i don't want to do it um, she you know she's afraid she's you know almost four years old and i'm like babe babe my baby <laughs> you're <laughs> I, like i got you i got you I, I i got you like i'm not gonna let you go I'm, I'm telling you to do it um and you know sometimes she'll you know she'll say okay and sometimes she, she'll be like no i can't do it and um I wonder, you know, what would happen if, if more, more of us just reminded ourselves that God is
1: calling us. Yeah.
0: He's, he's telling us, hey, jump,
1: right? Do it. Just do it. And then, uh, real quick, sorry, I know we got question, <laughs> right. But then, let's, uh, you know, in, in that scenario, when, when you, because my daughter and my son are the same way sometimes. When, when they actually jumped, was there fear in them for the next time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. actually did it. Yeah. You didn't even need to tell them to jump. They were like, oh. Yeah. Then they started doing more. And I believe that's the same way of thinking I have. I'm like, look, once we listen to the promises, because they sound pretty when you hear them. Mm -hmm. But when you actually believe Mm -hmm. them, then that actually opens up the room or the space for you to do more. Yeah. And then there's going to be another moment where you're like, all right, I need uh, God just start speaking again.
0: Yeah. But yeah, yeah, man. Good, man. That's so good. You sound like a pastor, bro. Hey. I don't (laughs) look like one, but... (laughs) Uh all right so yeah that that was uh what what was the most challenging aspects what what about uh maybe some of the most fun what what do you love most about being a pastor
1: man i just love every, <laughs> everything no i i think the thing that i love the most is just the stories man the stories you hear after you know after all the hard work after all mm-hmm. the challenging moments after all the those issues that you face things you think like man what are we going to do next and you just hear like man so-and-so's marriage was restored yeah man you hear so-and-so they've been praying for their parents for this many years to show up yeah. to church and they actually came to church we have a story like that at our, at our church it's pretty cool um there's a family in our church that i um that i've known for over f- shoot 18 years i think it is um but i've never i had never seen the dad step foot in church mm-hmm. the family was plugged in at another great church and um, we launched our church, and the son showed up to one of our interest meetings, and I thought, oh, cool, he showed up. But you know, he asked me, hey, I'm getting married. Oh, that's cool, whatever. Uh-huh. And time went by, and then he was like, oh, I actually showed up because I wanted to be part of this. So I was like, oh, wow. okay, cool. So he shows up, and then the mom starts showing up. Now the mom been plugged in at this other church for so long, mm-hmm. and and then one day I just see the dad come, and I was like, oh this is cool yeah never seen him yeah and then the next sunday he comes back yeah and the next sunday he comes back now he doesn't miss church he's there every sunday and and to me it was like oh my gosh those are the things that make pastoring fun yes you get to see the story you get to see the backstory. you get to you know understand where they're at and then just see them come in and and just experience just the newness of god in their lives yeah, you get yeah. to you know hear the stories of the healings and the miracles yeah. i mean that's that's just something that's real fun because at moments again as a pastor there's moments you feel like man ain't nothing happening yeah like lord i'm preaching Definitely. the good word uh this is happening but but ain't nothing happening and then you just like oh, okay something was happening all along mm-hmm. it just wasn't happening in my time at my tam- right. table and so right. that that makes it fun it makes it fun to man to be a pastor and build something with friends yeah you know um uh, the other day someone shared and they were like hey um somebody shared this with somebody in our lead team they're like hey that that's not a church that's just a whole bunch of friends getting together and calling it a church to me i was like hey that's what's up don't hate but here's the thing if if a whole bunch of friends getting together um brings restoration to marriages, uh brings people to know Jesus, uh brings people and families together to that church. There's like healing. <laughs> that sounds like church that to me like a church, and we yeah. get to do it. So that's the part I love, man. Doing it with people that I growing up with my lead team is eight of us and and four of those people i've grown up with since i was a teenager so mm-hmm. we were kids growing up yeah and now we're building church together so yes, that's fun that's awesome. to just see you know from building a youth ministry when we were at the previous church to building a church now and understanding the impact that we're getting to have yeah that makes it fun and the other fun part i mean i know some pastors want to be like no nah, it's not so fun but 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 the faith part of it the unknown is fun uh-huh. because um I think we draw up blueprints of what things should look like. Sure. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we're waiting for this to happen. (laughs) But then it's fun when things happen, not the way you expected them to happen. But they still end up happening a different way. So that makes it fun. Yeah. I know some people are like, no, you're you're dumb. (laughs) I get stressed out. I don't know what's happening. No, no. I think it's fun because you get to understand throughout the process that, hey, if God's in it, he's going to make it happen. Right. Um, i don't know how it's gonna happen he's gonna do it so that makes the process that much fun so those are some of the things i like yeah
0: i enjoy it. well cool man cool um yeah i mean there's there's so many there's so many parts of of pastoring that you know when when you think about it you can think about all the stuff that kind of stresses you out and kind of weighs you down some of the stuff that you can maybe do without um but then when you get to like and this question was asked of me uh, by by some of our members because I guess they're planning something for Pastors Day. Um, so my, my sister recorded a video of of me asking me this this question. Yeah. And it was tough because I th- there's a lot of things that I love about being a pastor. You know, I love uh, kind of like kind of like uh, what you said. You know, hearing the stories yeah. and, and celebrating in the victories. Oh, yeah. man, I I love that when someone says uh, my, my cancer is gone. Praise man, God! I, I, I love it because yeah. it's like, man. I, because I, I, I saw the process. I saw the process from yeah. the, the the moment that diagnosis was made yeah. uh, public. We started praying as a church. Yeah. We started believing, and um, and then when you finally hear that testimony, yeah. man, I love that. And I, I always try to tell people, you know, when they're when they're going through like a situation, um, you know, someone's sick or someone's just going like marriage issues, um, I, I'll I'll believe with them, and and I'll tell them, hey, um, I can't wait for the testimony that's going to come out of this situation and um most of the time it does you know it happens and and i I love that part i also love you know just um just being with uh being able to pour into people's lives sunday after sunday i love getting into the word preaching it um you know sometimes sometimes i I sound like i'm 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 mad at people (laughs) (laughs) But, but it's it's fun man there's a lot of good things about being a pastor um all right, so now let me kind of go back to a, a, a I guess I could have asked this question with <laughs> with the previous question. Um but we're kind of going back to the to the to the darker parts, I guess. Yeah. Are are there ever moments where where you want to quit? And this is a really really you know, it's a it's a question that's like, you know, yeah. you can either answer it honestly or kind of just, you know, shy away from it. it. It's it's one of those questions that perhaps a lot of pastors wouldn't want to share with yeah. you know their, their congregation but yeah. I think it's one of those that people need to be aware of like yeah. pastors want to um, quit sometimes human, man. Yeah. yeah, of
1: course I, I think we've all wanted to quit Yeah, at one point or another if someone tells you no I've never wanted to they're lying <laughs> <laughs> everybody's going to want to at one day or at one point or another I, I have there's been moments um, there's been seasons um, I, I, I just I, I believe in those moments or in those seasons um if I ever got to now this is spiritual, <laughs> if I ever got to those places of wanting to give up, is because I let other voices start dictating mm-hmm. what should be, what could be, what should have been. Um, I start paying attention to what it used to be uh, rather than what's happening currently, and that's where the discouragement starts to creep in and all these things. And you know, it, and it and it happens. It's it's happened. There's been moments where I just I, I wanted to because I didn't feel like I was qualified enough. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't equipped enough. Um, There was moments where I feel like my own story and the the struggles, the things we faced in in our life, both through my parents and my story personally, I feel like, man, I I shouldn't be doing this. I should be doing other things. So I think, you know, to answer it, yes, I have thought about it. Um, But I also, in those moments... God always reminded me of every time he came through. Yeah. So it's okay to feel this. We're humans. Yeah. Um, But I also think, you know, it's good to remember all those times, all those moments God came through. Yeah. Because when I look back at it again, this has been the big thing in my life is um, if I ever got frustrated or wanted to give up or any of that stuff happened was because things weren't happening when I wanted them to happen. Yeah. And through everything, there's a process nobody throws some seeds right now and 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 you have miracle grow tree tomorrow you know it it takes time it takes it takes season so so i i think that's where the the process takes us you know Uh, be able to trust the process and know hey i gotta be able to wait it out sit it out as much as god you know wants it to happen and and in that man i gotta i gotta make sure i i do one thing and it's the one thing that in those processes and i actually um told our churches in our in our first year anniversary um I told him, I said, hey, uh, throughout the process, along the way, in the journey, whatever it is you do, um, value the process. So basically, just pay attention to what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, pay attention to what the Lord's trying to teach you. Well, what are you trying to go, you know, in, in those moments? Because every time we want to quit, there's a lesson to be learned. Uh, for yeah. good? Yeah. Or for, I mean, you're always learning in those moments. So I, I've been there. Yeah. Um, I you know in, in this church planning process, I it's happened. There's been sure. moments where I was like, man, I could have been at this church doing this. I could have been over there doing that. I wouldn't be struggling with yeah. this yeah. here because I could have been good there. And God just kind of brings it back and like, hey, but you're in my will. Yeah.
0: You you make such a a good point. Um, and it kind of goes back to the conversation that we were having earlier about comparing yeah. comparing yeah. things. Uh, when we're going through seasons where we want to where we want to quit um we we compare it to where we feel we should be yeah, right for sure. uh, maybe we're not comparing our situation to someone else's but we're, we're comparing our current situation yeah. to what we think it should, it should look be. like right um or if 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 i didn't do this you know um this is where i would be and so yeah. we're all we're still we're still pay- playing that comparison yeah. game um it's just it's just based off of what ifs now yeah. right um and uh not seeing what what currently is and what what god is yeah is trying to He's do in those moments no, that's yeah um, so yeah i think i think uh just always always just kind of trying to keep the focus on, yeah. you know, on what god is doing and and not what we think he should be doing or or, sure. or what the res- results should should look like um i think that's that's the key there um, yeah. because no, yeah you're gonna have some hard hard times man
1: hard moments man yeah. i think you said it man social media doesn't mess us up <laughs> Because it it, it shows us what other people are doing. We have such an availability in our phones to just look up and say, oh, this person's doing that over there. And, oh, man, I've been doing it this long. Why is my church not looking like that? I mean, this pastor specifically speaking, uh, why is this not happening if I'm doing just this? Man, I just implemented that one thing they're known for and it's not happening here. And and I just, you know, in those moments, everybody's called to run a different race. Right. Um, I remember when we were starting our church, and I know what God's called for Nova to be. Um, He's spoken it through people that I trust in my life, people that um, have been spoken to about it, and we're not where God's called us to be. Mm. So it's very easy to get frustrated because you know what God's called the church to be. We're not there. It takes a process. Um, But social media will mess you up. Yeah. Because it'll be like, man, God, you told us this, and I mean... Come on, yeah. And people are watching, and people are like, "Oh, is this happening?" And I remember we were at a Gateway Conference up in Dallas, and uh, um, there's a pastor that opened up a church uh, in Cincinnati. It's called Quin City Church. Uh, Quin City People, uh, and uh, Brian Cromer's name. And I went up to him and we talked, and and we were just talking about the church planning process. And and in one one part, he said he said uh, he said, "Remember that um, success." It's never about how many seats you have on a Sunday filled. Success has everything to do with how obedient you were to what God called you to do. That's right.
0: That's good. That's good. And I've
1: held on to that because in the church planning process, starting a church and everything, sometimes you think, man, my church ain't packed out. Yeah. we Are failing somewhere? No, but are we being faithful to what God's called us to do? Eventually, that, that thing, that promise will come to pass. Yeah. Um, I just can't go out and compare it to so and so because I'm doing what God's called me yeah. to do. Am I being obedient to what's in front of me. Yeah. So I just think that's
0: Yeah, well I mean we we, uh, we define success in terms of the way that our culture defines it. Yeah. Right. And so um, that's such a that's such a good point. You know, success is really just being obedient and yeah. walking in, in in you know, the path that God has paid for you. Um, that's, that's all you can do. Right. that's all you can do. And that's, that's what it takes to be, uh, you know, successful because that's, that's where you are, that that you're in the will of God. So yeah, I would, I would just, you know, encourage everyone to, um, you know, we, we, like you, like you said, you brought it up again. Um, everyone slaps a a filter on everything, right. On, on their Facebook posts, on, on their Instagram pictures, on the things that they tweet out. And so, because there's a filter on everything, we want to live our life in a filter. Um, and we get frustrated when there is no filter for the reality, right? Yeah. Um, so we just have to be content with where God has us in, in any given moment and, um, you know, just just be obedient and, yeah. and strive to, to carry out our, our purpose and our calling. Uh-huh. Uh, good, man. Good stuff. Uh, one final question here. And it's if there was one thing that you wished uh, more people knew or realized about pastors, what would that be?
1: Man... Oh, there's so many. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. the one thing that I would just—I know people people say this often, but we're humans.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just because we're sharing the good news and everything does not mean we're exempt from everything else that everybody else faces. I think we even have it harder sometimes than the people we're trying to speak into mm-hmm. on a Sunday because of what we've chosen or God's chosen us to do. Now would just think, man. You know what? Uh, you're a pastor. If you're a pastor, man. You know, we're we're just like anybody else. We 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 get sad. We get mad. We get angry. We you know we we we're we're emotional at times. We we may be the friendliest, and then there's moments that man don't come around me because yeah. <laughs> not in the best mood. But that I would just hope that people understand that hey, we're real. Because when you get to understand that we're just like them. um, You know, throughout the church, a lot of things have happened and, you know, pastors go through situations or moments in their life, a season, a bad season, something happened. And then people are like, oh, my gosh, how could so and so? And I'm like, hey, they were human. Problem is we lifted them up to this higher thing that when something humanly possible happened, we're like, oh, and I'm like, hey, we face the same things. I I, I eat just like you eat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I go to the restroom just like you go to the restroom. (laughs) Um, I struggle with the same things you do. I, you know, insecurities, I face rejection just like you might face rejection. We we all go through the same thing and just understand that, hey, uh, we're in the same journey together. Um, we are walking through the same thing together. Um, there's moments that we get to speak about topics because we've, we've been able to conquer, Something that you might be needing help with, but ultimately there are other things that we're still trying to conquer. That's why we're trying to learn from other people. Yeah, and I just think that would good. be the one thing that people would know. And then the other thing is that hey, you know, pastors need friends, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, being yeah. a pastor could be the most lonely place in the world. That's very true. Um, yeah. Because uh, you know, people think you have it all together, so ain't nobody trying to come around you because they think, man, he's got it. He only anybody. And, <laughs> and then the other part is just you know, it's it's a lonely place, man. It's a it's a, it's a place where. Um, you need friends you need people around you you need people checking up on you yeah um, you need you need people just being there so that's something that I would wish people knew hey it's just if you're in the church hey pray for your pastor but not just pray for him when he doesn't feel it like let him know hey I'm praying for you yeah um, I mean if you're a pastor out there hey let them buy you some coffee I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like just little small tokens to sure. let people know hey we're thinking about you we care about you that's the thing that people i think they ought to understand and once they know those things man they'll be like oh okay i think they would understand this whole church thing a little better right jesus will become more evident in everything yeah because at the end of the day man it's we're broken we're all needing a savior uh we're trying to walk in this journey together and, and understand hey that's what we're here for
0: yeah that's good good uh thank you so much man for i mean for all of that bro that that was that was great and um you know i'm excited to to you know see nova church continue to grow yeah. you're, you're sporting your your yeah, sweater man. out yeah hey we're today's the first just sweater sweater it's weather. Said, let's put a sweater on <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're rocking it man it, it looks good i like i like the logo and everything um yeah, man i i can't wait to see what god you know continues to do in in, in your ministry and uh in, in your church um i you know you. We, we we connected recently so now yeah. i'll be following you closely in yeah, sure, your Come ministry and yeah hopefully i can uh hopefully i'll visit your church yeah. you know, and me and my wife will will go out there one of these one Come of these on sundays, on. sundays and some sundays and, uh, they give you off <laughs> yeah yeah um, i'm actually this this sunday i'm actually won't be here um, I'm, I'm visiting another another church I, actually this is going to be my second time this uh within the the three weeks so hopefully i don't i don't come back you know without a yeah without a a, a pulpit to preach behind (laughs) uh but yeah man so thank you so much bro i don't don't know know if you had any uh closing you know words anything that you want to add or how how people can kind of get in in contact with you or or your ministry
1: yeah man if hey first of all anybody that's just uh listening man dream big i think that's been the thing in, in my life dream big yeah uh God's the owner of it all so just dream big man if if you're out there listening you got some dreams in your heart um, write them down definitely uh, really really write them down and 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 stop counting yourself out of what God might be trying to do through hmm. you um, and then just the other thing is man just believe that there's more for your life um, I think everybody in every season that we might be in we think oh this is it, it might be the best season or it might be the worst season but there's always more God always wants to do more in our lives so I just think that's something crucial <laughs> Um, and then, hey, any any way if you want to contact me or it's the shameless plug, you could go to Instagram, uh, <laughs> Emilio <laughs> underscore Frias. Um, you can follow our church; it's at Nova TX. Um, Keep up with what's doing there, and you know, just pray yeah. for us as we're trying mm-hmm. to reach a leaf in the southwest area of Houston. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, swing by, man.
0: Hey, man, is your is your um, is your wife? uh she's american yeah she, she's she, american man okay. she's uh she's
1: white she's a redhead yeah, yeah okay uh, redhead uh does she speak oh, spanish she understands it all okay okay um she's at that point where like where i was when i didn't know english uh-huh. she don't want to speak it because she feels like people are gonna laugh at her yeah i'm just like speak it she's like well then correct me i'm like no i can't correct you because if i correct you you're not gonna do it because mm-hmm. you're gonna keep thinking i'm gonna correct you. So. Yeah. uh mm. Yeah, but she understands everything. Okay. I mean people will speak around her and think they're not she don't know what they're saying and she knows everything they're saying. So yeah, yeah. We're we're praying, you know, twenty twenty maybe will be the year she'll preach in, in Spanish. And Amen. Amen. She'll, she'll she'll get it out there.
0: Yeah. Awesome, man. Um well, bro, thank you so much. Again, I know you kinda You have to get out of here you have to you have have a long drive back back to your your hood i brought my passport and
1: everything yeah (laughs) the bag and everything
0: uh all right man well hopefully i'll you know we'll have you on again and we'll talk about some other other things and i today was kind of uh, strictly on on being a pastor but it sounds like you got you got more of a story to tell and and i'd love to hear it man for sure man yeah bro thank you for having me yeah thank you man god bless you